0: Hello and welcome to the Geek & Review Podcast. I'm Jeremy Pappas, alongside, as always, the one-man flash mob, Mr. Russell Jones.
1: Russell! Yeah, I used to call it one-man bands, but now, since the flash mobs are more in style, I decided to just, you know, rebrand it. It's, it's so far, it's going well. See, that's what we call when Russell does strange things in public. Just, oh, he's just a one-man flash mob. He just, he's just rebranding. It took,
0: oh. it took so long for them to set this all up really the ingenuity is is incredible um russell how you doing
1: so far so good um i've been playing a heck of a lot of video games lately so uh with with world of warcraft back uh i i suddenly wait wait
0: wait wait with world of warcraft
1: back where With did me World back of in World... Warcraft, go? <laughs> it went on hiatus. With that lull in between expand, in between the end of an expansion and the beginning of expansion, that's technically World of Warcraft's hiatus, mm. because nothing interesting really happens. They try to make stuff that's interesting, like that really wonky end of Wrath of the Lich King boss that they added. That was kind of a tie-in to the novel, but didn't really make any sense to anyone. So yeah, it's it's just basically it, it went on hiatus. So I did the same. But now that it's back, I have been realizing, oh, wow, all this free time that I'd had, that I was able to be actually productive in things, yeah, I'm not going to have it anymore. I'm just I'm just not. I'm giving it all to Pandaria. Well, um, I'm, as if you
0: follow us on Twitter, you know, fresh off of live-tweeting the VP debate with our VP drinking game. I will say this. There was one moment, um, to kind of do a real quick recap, there was one moment where... Paul Ryan was giving a response, and he said Obamacare five times in about the span of 20 seconds.
1: So anyone... (laughs) It's almost almost as if he read the drinking game rules or was aware they're out there and just wanted to try to kill off all the people that would be doing drinking games to the debate.
0: That's really because if you were following our rules, uh, that's two drinks. So 10 drinks within 20 seconds. I want to say that Paul Ryan was trying to kill you, so... It was, uh, it was a good night. There was a lot of fun had on Twitter. There was a lot of fun had at the debate, and if you don't think that's true, that's
1: malarkey. Um, <laughs> Actually, I looked back at the uh, NPR's analysis, or AP's analysis, and word count afterwards and saw that malarkey was said three times. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's... You
0: know what's a good debate when the word malarkey shows up. Uh, also on the list of things that we should
1: have had in the drinking game, but unfortunately. Larry. Yeah,
0: well, well, going forward – well, I guess there will be no going forward, uh, but we will remember that for future drinking games. Maybe maybe State of the Union? Maybe Obama will borrow it from uh, – who knows? We'll see. Uh, I, we don't really get into winners and losers, but if the internet is to believe Joe Biden did a pretty decent job, if only because the internet is now trying to buy him a Trans Am – that's kind s- of a, a good job presence. Well, <laughs> if you've seen uh, – it was more inspired by the debate, but if you've seen the Onion article, and I'm sure you have, it's an, it's a story and it, it's accompanied Photoshop pictures of Biden in cut-off jorts and no shirt watching washing a transam, a white transam. Am. And uh-huh. uh, someone on FARC yesterday uh, – this did originate on FARC. Uh, essentially posted, hey, we should buy President or Vice President Biden a Trans Am and make an internet meme come true. So someone set up an Indiegogo page, and as of this reading, they are at... $4,850 $4,850 of a $25,000 goal. Now, if you are a wonk or a politico thinking, well, how are they going to give him a Trans Am when it's illegal for politicians to accept gifts of a uh, value over $20 – they're going to buy it. I think they're going to try to get him near it and take and present it and try and take a picture. And then they're going to auction it off. And the proceeds of the Trans auction will go to uh, the Biden Breast Health Initiative, which is his family's um, nonprofit organization, Doctors Without Borders, uh, the Wounded Warrior Project and glad all uh, all causes that Uncle Joe supports. So uh, I-, I think it's 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 a lot of fun the the write up on indiegogo is worth a read at the very least and you can kick you know kick 5 dollars its way it's uh, it's all for a good cause and you know when you can make the internet and real life come together that in my in my mind anyway is is uh, an awesome thing to do so we're going to link that
1: in the podcast page also is it just me or is indiegogo the hipster of of fundraising, well, projects uh, not internet.
0: necessarily. The reason being because because you would obviously compare it to Kickstarter. The rules I was involved in the FARC thread when this all came about, and on Kickstarter you have to fund projects. You can't fund, uh, you know, nonprofits and things like that, which is why they go to Indiegogo to do these things.
1: Like the oatmeal posted uh, by Tesla Museum.
0: Right. They couldn't do that through Kickstarter, so it had to go toward – it had to go into Indiegogo. So that's what the difference is. But uh, on the outside looking in, Indiegogo is a little more hipster than Kickstarter. Kickstarter is more strictly um, – Mainstream-ish. Yeah more strictly mainstream indigo goes a little a little cocked sideways so but the vp debate was a lot of fun um uh we will definitely do that again probably will not do any of the presidential debates because there are drinking games out there that are that are fun not none of them with our i think geek slant
1: so uh you can always just use the same rules
0: uh for any debate
1: (laughs) yeah if if the fourth grade school debate that that your kid is in is actually yeah. using Obamacare and welfare and things like that, I think you would absolutely need to take alcohol to that. <laughs> oh, we are of course not uh, we're not
0: suggesting you should drink at a fourth grade, grade debate but well, you know what, no, I,
1: I will suggest. <laughs> I am, put it, in, the, yeah. put it in, a, in a public auction hall and just bring in, you know, the thermos and just go, just <laughs> oh, it's another coffee. hour, please. It's coffee it's coffee, I swear, it's well, yep. it's Irish coffee, but it's coffee. That's malarkey.
0: Uh, we had a lot going And on. Irish. It is malarkey and Irish. We had a lot going on this week. One thing that we have been waiting for for quite a while finally kicked off. And that would be Arrow on The CW. We've been talking about it. I'm a Green Arrow fanboy. We've gone through the whole thing. I think we've probably littered three or four podcasts about Arrow. Well, Arrow premiered. So now it seems like we're the only people that have been talking – when we started out, it felt like we were the only people talking about this show. Now it's premiered, and we've both seen it, and now we're going to to give you our honest opinion on Arrow. Russell can go first.
1: Snap judgment. It's worth watching. And I say this because a little while back, I think we talked about you know why – Uh, Pilots are not always the best thing in the world to watch if you're really interested in getting into a series because, yes, they are made to pitch, but they're not always you know the show doesn't always keep the same thing going forward. There are various blah blah blah. This was actually a really good pilot in many in many respects. Um, The important things to note are that it is absolutely its own thing. I mean, this was obvious from the outset because in the comics, Ollie is you know grown ass dude, and his parents aren't necessarily still around this is the way that they are in Arrow. uh here it's it's you know still kid and his dad um they're out plane crashes stuck on the island survives boat comes crashes. back after 5 years yeah 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 boat, boat crashes. crashes he survives here's his the thing, dad mitsuwa i didn't Spoiler alert. realize yeah i didn't realize that it was starting at 7 so i got home at 7:15 and macy's already watching it and i go ah, ah so i missed like the first 10 minutes of it but It is available next day on the CW's app to watch yet, and I just still haven't watched it. So yeah, boat crash, things happen. He comes back after five years, which is just enough time for everything in his life to have changed. And that worked out decently. There are nice little asides and nods to the comic, like his sister is Speedy. He calls her Speedy over the phone. Um, He calls her Speedy to her face. Yeah, that too. Um, so yeah, there's, there's nice little, you know, bits and pieces that are nods nice to the comic, but at the same time, there's some really good action to this thing. I mean, Macy at one point said, now, is, is he like Batman in the comics? Does he really not like to kill people? And then we watched him like arrow down three guards in a row. I was like, oh, okay. It's pretty obvious that he's absolutely playing for keeps. It's kind of a, it's kind of a halfway point between Batman say, and the Punisher. Which I think is a nice, a nice little niche to be in. Mm.
0: Okay, now I'm going to talk about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was not a fan. Uh, there are many reasons I was not a fan. First, I would like to, to to point to the point that you just brought up and say that, okay, here's, okay, I'm, I'm going to give you a real quick synopsis of how this whole episode goes. I, n- not entirely spoilerific, because there's not really anything to be spoiled uh, in this episode you sort of know what's going on a spoiled rich kid society type basically male Paris Hilton goes out on a yacht with his dad he brings his girlfriend's little sister so he can bang her they there's a crash they're stuck on a rubber life raft he ends up by himself getting stuck on an island for five years and then he's rescued by uh, what I assume to some sort of foreign fisherman and he's brought back now at the very beginning the very first scene he he looks like ollie queen from the comics he has a he has a blonde beard he has the hood on he looks like ollie queen from the comics i'm like what the because i know it was going to be this this chiseled cw kid i'm like yeah. what to, what is this this is i'm really kind of impressed he looks really a lot like I didn't I mean I've seen enough stills to know this was going to be a temporary thing but I'm like that that's really well done actually so he gets the thing and then he comes in and he does the uh, whatever okay I had multiple problems with this series the thing number one is if you've ever watched a CW series and you thought ah it's to it has a very it does not get out of that it's a cw series feel it feels very much like a cw series and if that makes Beautiful sense young
1: people doing things
0: right and and not necessarily the highest the, the highest of the high production values not that the production values take away from it necessarily but it has that same look now russell you mentioned that it kind of it kind of st- It kind of straddles that line between being the Batman, I won't kill anybody for no reason, and the Punisher, I'm going to kill everybody for every reason. And in that, you are completely wrong. I thought the same thing. I – because there's something – I'm going to get to something that happens before this happens that I was, it really took me out of the episode. The the thing that I'm going to talk about in a minute really killed this whole thing for me, but then he goes and he's confronting this guy. Who's the big bad for this episode. And he does, he shoots his dudes with the, he shoots the, the guards that are with him with arrows and they take an arrow to the chest and they fall over. And I'm like, Holy shit. I mean, he's, he's really going to be this sort of anti-hero where you're like, I understand what he's doing, but he's doing it in a way that maybe I don't like which is very classic green arrow green arrow very not classic green arrow because classic green arrow is a essentially a robin hood batman type character it's very mm-hmm. it's very grunge green arrow and i'm sitting there going okay this i it's you're kind of winning me back green arrow oh you're kind of winning me back arrow i'm i'm coming back to your side of to your side of the uh, of the world it's cuz he's i mean he sh- the, the guards are like oh what's going on and then one of them takes an arrow to the chest and just collapses against the car and then another one is looking around and he takes an arrow and he falls over and I'm like holy shit he's laying people out left and right
1: well then he, i think i know he, i think i know exactly what you're going to bring up here in a he second he does Go this ahead.
0: big thing and he says give me 40 million dollars in this bank account or i'll take it from you and you won't like the way i take it uh, the writing is also got awful but mm-hmm. a little while later you see the same big bad guy from the thing and he's talking to this detective who was another going to be another foil for green arrow. There is a little bit of a reveal there and I won't, I won't uh, spoil that, but he says to the detective, cause this whole time, this, this is like the very next scene this whole time. I'm thinking, okay, this, this could be interesting. This could be well done. The guy says, um, I'm looking for a guy with a bow. And that's, this is when he gets the, this is when you get the line from the trailer that says, Oh, we'll put an APB out on Robin hood. And he holds up the arrow. Uh, he says he put two of my men in the hospital. Okay. No. If you take an arrow to the chest and you collapse, you are dead. There's yeah. no there's no halfway point there. This is not the A-team. If you are shot, you don't fly off a bridge and then land and you're fine. If you take an arrow to the chest and you're not staggering away bleeding, you just
1: collapse,
0: you're a dead
1: person. I, I will agree that this is an issue that absolutely needs to be addressed which I'm I'm at the moment chalking up to it being a pilot because there is another moment. I mean, yes, you see the guy goes the down. The other yes, he moment does say not was build. the one
0: that happened beforehand, and he's right. and he's and he, he kills a guy, but you actually see that guy physically kill another guy who just walks out and shoot. He has complete justification for killing that guy. No one would disagree that he should kill that guy. In fact, before he kills that guy, he says, "You killed that guy back there." So and then he just and, and he then he kills them. So right. they're 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 doing everything they can to make him very uninteresting as far as heroes are concerned. He at least as far as his motivation and his methodology is very 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 standard. He'll kill people that he sees kill other people, but otherwise he's they're not gonna have anybody die who shouldn't die.
1: Quote unquote. Quote unquote. unquote, unquote hate, air quotes. Shouldn't. Which I yeah. hate.
0: So there was that. Now that scene, the scene where he kills the guy who kills the other guy, is the end of the scene that really took me out of the whole uh, of the whole show. And here's why: because he gets ki- uh, Ollie Queen gets kidnapped uh, with his friend. Uh, spoiler alert: for some reason, his last name is Merlin. That doesn't really fit in the comics anywhere, but the guy's last name is Merlin, so okay, it's Merlin. Um, they get kidnapped. And there are guys with masks and it's pretty well done at the beginning. And they're, they're like tasing him to try and find out what he knows. Cause apparently his dad was supposed to have told him something that he's not supposed to know. And he gets out of the, cause he's there's two guys. There's a guy with a gun and then another guy with a stun gun who's shocking him. And Merlin is unconscious, but he's not really unconscious. He sees the whole thing happen. Well, Ollie queen of course gets out of the, of the restraints. He was zip tied to a chair and he takes down the first guy, the second guy, who has a very, very, very large assault rifle. It might be the largest gun I've ever seen in my life. He sprays off some bullets at Ollie Queen, who is completely and totally unarmed, who goes to who goes to run after him. He sprays some bullets at him and then runs off. The 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 bad guy does with the large gun. He runs off and Ollie Queen chases him. Now my first thought was he surely – the guy with the gun is surely not going to be chased by a fully unarmed guy that they just spent probably ten minutes beating the shit out of, right? The, my, but, so my second thought was, okay, well, he's probably out of bullets. No, he will stop throughout this chase scene through r- random industrial warehouse number one. He will periodically stop, turn around, fire off some more bullets, and continue running from the unarmed guy. You have a man with a very large gun that can fire bullets at a high rate of speed, running away from a kid who just spent five years on a desert island, who was the the male version of Paris Hilton. He finally Tarzan's into catching him, and then kills the guy with the very large gun. What the fuck kind of sense does that make?
1: All right, I actually do have an explanation for this, and it is I would love to hear poorly that. done. That's the
0: explanation.
1: (laughs) There's a a spoiler attached to this too, but if you're at this point, you're, you're probably in for the ride. So the kidnappers, as you find out at the end of the episode, were hired by Ollie's mother. So she's not interested in killing him. She wants to know what he knows. So these guys have probably been told you find out what he knows, but you don't kill him. They, you just find out what he knows. And and so okay. at, point of order the bit where he's running they, away and shooting at him because he's trying to get away, uh, but he doesn't want to kill him because, I mean, they don't probably know who has hired them, but uh, they have probably been told flat out, don't kill him. Here's the thing. Not really well done in terms of explaining that. See,
0: b- point of order his OK. I wasn't going to I wasn't going to spoiler alert with the mom, but we've done it. So it happened. Um, and I'll I'll make sure that this is marked as a spoiler. So if you are just pissed off about the spoiler, you should learn to read. Um, (laughs) Okay, the mom. If the mom is going to hire kidnappers to beat him up and stun gun him and threaten him with bullets and kill another guy just randomly, why would she have a problem with killing him?
1: Because then she never knows who he's told, whether he's told. Uh, who, Who
0: gives a shit? He's dead. Yeah. I mean, her. I mean, the 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 dad is dead. I mean, it really it was incredible. We don't silly. know what
1: the thing is that they're trying to find well, out. Okay,
0: well, let's flip it on its head. Why would Ollie chase this guy to begin with? Why in the world, just the fact that this happens blows my mind. Why in the world does an unarmed man with no, I mean, no arms does he have, he is unarmed, chase a man with a very large machine gun? Well, because
1: he, he doesn't want people to think of him beyond the Paris hilton stereotype. Then why he doesn't... didn't he
0: run away? <laughs> I mean, what's the guy got? Okay, who's gonna rat him out? The guy with a very large machine gun? Oh, he beat up my friend. Oh, maybe Ollie Queen has superpowers now. Okay, no, it just there should never be at any point in time an unarmed man with no superpowers chasing a man with a very large gun through a warehouse. It just made. I mean, I was laughing the whole time, going, "Really, really, this is gonna happen on my TV box?" Okay. Uh That that took me completely out
1: of the show. I was like, so, oh my god. That... So what you're saying is you're not going to watch Batman anymore.
0: Uh, Batman is... Ah, 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 ah. No,
1: ah, 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 ah,
0: ah, ah, Batman has a reason for doing what he does. Batman would put himself in that situation and would want to hunt that guy down and get information from him. That mm-hmm. guy would be a criminal. Batman would, is supposed to stop him. Ali Queen was walking along the street and was picked up by kidnappers. Now, right. l- now, look at it this way. If it were Bruce Wayne that was kidnapped, do you think he would chase a man un with a very large gun? No, he would not. He would go change into Batman, who, might I remind you, has a penchant for taking down very large bad guys and a utility belt-, belt full of weapons, and chase the guy. He also has body armor.
1: What we have, again, are two different guys doing things in different ways, right? Ollie's motivation has set up the way that they have built the character in the TV series is he was this fop. He was, like you said, Paris Hilton. He's come back, and now he's much more capable. The island has changed him, which is the lines they like to use in the show a lot. He's doing things differently. He's back. He wants to start putting the hurt on the people who have hurt his city. You know, the people that his dad have told him he's got his little list that he's working his way through. Macy likes to call it like revenge. It has it has a lot of elements that are somewhat similar to revenge.
0: And, and I can in the, in that. the setup
1: in, in the way it's set up. He doesn't want anyone to think of him outside of this pretty boy foppish party, you know, party animal. Lifestyle, the way that he is, you know what he's capable of doing. He doesn't right. want anyone to think of him like that. To put two and two together, he comes back and suddenly there's a there's a green hooded guy running and gunning people down. Obviously, Paul Blackthorne is is a little bit suspicious of him. Also, as an aside, if Paul Blackthorne goes through this whole series and nobody puts him with his arm reach or hands him a hockey stick or a drumstick, la Dresden files, <laughs> I'm going to have serious issues with the people running that show. But because I just, I just want to see more Dresden Files. that's so wrong? Is that so wrong, well, that so wrong Paul Blackthorne? I
0: don't think Dresden Files really did that well. So they... Yeah. You see that they do that a lot with things that people are really famous for having been in. And dresden files wasn't that popular now i would say that would be a nice thing to kick out there but it's not I mean, you see that a lot with characters who are in firefly or star wars or something that yeah, has, kind cult, has kind of a cult has kind of a cult following i would be surprised if you saw that but i think it would be a cool thing to do uh especially in shows like this to kind of give an aside to these are shows that are meant to have fans right it's not a show that's meant to just have people that watch it it's not like how i met your mother that is a show that's supposed to be entertaining and get people to watch it. This is a show that's supposed to have fans. You're supposed to be an Arrow fan,
1: and thus there is some fan service that occurs.
0: Right, which is which is fine. The fan service that they I mean, gave they do, was good. They do it on
1: Castle. Some of they do it on
0: Castle quite a bit because they're you know they're pointing back to um, Firefly quite a bit, which has that cult following, um, and uh, the Green Arrow throwbacks, the mentions in the comic books. They were, they were, they were fine. They didn't blow me away. They didn't surprise me. Like at the end, you find out that the girly that he's been going out with is actually Diana Lance. But I thought we were supposed to have known that already because her last name is Lance and her sister's last name was Lance. And they don't call her, they don't call her Diana Lance, but and I that was, they did that like it was a big reveal. And I was like, I just assume that's who that was. Was I not supposed to do that? Um, I, I had a lot of problems with the show. I didn't the the writing was not very good. Uh, the character I don't think was the character of Ollie Queen, I don't think was really well established. Uh, a lot of very illogical things happen, and in a show like this, you really need logic. Like, he escapes from his bodyguard and goes to break into Queen Enterprises, which has since shut down, and he's a famous guy. He's able to walk around more with without being a famous guy. Um... I'm st- I've, I haven't brought this up and I'm not going to really harp on this but I still don't see how being stranded on a desert island is a good super superhero origin story because they could introduce some mentor or something that teaches him you know how to be a ninja which is essentially what he's become as this this ninja type character I understand how that can make you a good marksman I don't understand how that can make you into a ninja but I assume they will probably explain that later on so I'm willing to let that slide and, and hang out for a little bit uh, I'm not mentioning the really super thing, the really super close things, how he's all scarred up, but it's only, it's not on his face or his hands or any part that you have to see normally. So he's still a good looking guy, but his chest has some kind of decorative scars on them, which I thought was a little meh. Um, I, I just think of different ways they could have done it and it would have been better um, making him younger. I understand it's CW there. You're going to do that fine. I just I had I had there were some things that were done well but I had problems with the show not from a green arrow standpoint because I realize this is completely different and I'm not saying it's not my green arrow because there's no such thing as my green arrow. I just well, it's not no the comics Green it's, Arrow. It's definitely it not, and it's not, not supposed to be, and I'm not complaining yeah. that it's not the comics Green Arrow. Uh, I, I think you could do the comics Green Arrow in a way that would be very interesting and would make for a really good show, uh, because the interesting thing about Green Arrow in many incarnations is he's he's very political. He has a very political bent to him, and, it's, and he rubs people the wrong way. He's very Punisher-esque in that he has an ideology and he follows it. So I think that could be done well in another iteration of Green Arrow, but this is obviously not what this is going to be. This is going to be a CW show. Overall, I'll probably watch the second episode just to see it, but as far as actually keeping up with the whole series, I'm I'm really not that interested,
1: unfortunately, because I had high hopes coming in. Right. I still... I want to give this show the benefit of the doubt. There is another element to the making Ollie Queen younger thing, and that is they actually the overall dynamic of the show and the family and the setup is actually exceedingly similar. And I'll just say a flat out, you know, uh, taken from Hamlet. You know, Ollie is the Prince of Denmark. His right. his his father is dead his mother is now with someone who was very close to him not exactly you know a relation ala hamlet but still right. there are there are very very it's obvious that they took a lot of inspiration from that i am personally okay with you know more shows especially like shows on the cw taking from shakespeare well, and in- making it into something uh, let me
0: that's well trodden
1: ground. I I would say it's it's
0: very yes. well trodden ground. So saying they took it directly from Shakespeare, like it's something super
1: special, is because other I'm not it's super like special. I'm saying that it's better than you know going and completely ripping off. Let's to use another CW show for example. Uh, going and completely ripping off Being Human from the UK, mm-hmm. putting pretty people in it, yeah. and putting that on uh, CW that. Burn it in fire. Yeah,
0: that I, I I can agree with that. Or you know the the what's the other show? Um, uh, pretty Little Liars or the other the other little pretty people show that they do on right. CW. I, I they don't get away I think enough from their pretty people dynamic that makes me say you know good on ucw way to do a show that is not in your wheelhouse Cause this is very much CW's wheelhouse yes um, but at the same
1: time you got to pay the mortgage i mean at some oh, point yeah. they uh, had uh, for this to be green lit they had to make some decisions absolutely. they had to and
0: they're things. not going to change their they're definitely not going to change the way that they do things for jackasses like me on the internet and i completely understand that and i i and i expected that um so it doesn't shock me a great deal that I didn't really care for it so much. But again, mm. I'm going to watch the second episode. I'm going to give it a shot. Maybe because pilots are very different than regular shows. It might devolve into some. But again, I didn't watch Smallville. And I think that instead of... Because Smallville's done now. I yes. think this show Finally. was more... in Because CW runs shows into the ground. I think this show was more aimed at, catching, at keeping the viewers the people that were interested in Smallville and, and the class of people that watched Smallville from episode one to episode 999, then it was to tell a good green arrow adaptation story or create something new for the CW to, I, I think it's less, let's create something new and good, and more, let's keep these consumers consuming our product by giving them Green Arrow. And then once Green Arrow has run its course, we'll give them Wonder Woman. And once Wonder Woman has run its course, we'll give them Flash. And they'll all be kind of the same. Wonder Woman will be some pretty chick, and she'll have a boyfriend, and... Macy will kill the people and
1: <laughs> then the flash scores,
0: and then flash there will be yeah. blood. so I mean that is a little I was hoping they would they would try to do something new try and say we'll 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 keep our brand our pretty people brand and but try and get in the same but also maybe a different audience and tread new ground but it's very familiar ground for CW which does disappoint me slightly though it
1: doesn't shock me. So at the same time, I, I like that we have two very different opinions about yeah, the show because and I knew we would. because it, yeah, I I I like that we have the different opinions because it also demonstrates what they have to do moving forward. I'm I'm not going to lie, this is a show that needs work. There are things that need to be addressed. Mm. Is he going to kill people because? He- people, or is he gonna just kill the people who quote unquote deserve it? Right. Like the guy, you know, it it is obvious and ham handedly justified in the show. Oh he shot and gunned down that grocer, so now he's gonna get his next snap. Right. That's that leaves a lot of grey areas. Well then what about the people who, you know, morally or They may not necessarily pull the triggers, but, you know, they're the guys with the money, the guy with the $40 billion. Is he just going to steal his money and then leave arrows sticking in his wall? So, oh, I've got to, you know, fix the woodwork.
0: One more thing. One more thing I have to bring up. Yeah. I was wondering if they were going to use trick arrows, and I think we brought – I think the very first time we talked about this on the podcast, I mentioned something about trick arrows. I was wondering if they were going to use trick arrows, and we saw two trick arrows totally. They didn't make a big deal about it, but we saw two – trick arrows completely one that's from the comic and one that I've never seen before the one that's from the comic is the, the hook arrow. yes the grappling hook arrow was used to i think good effect the second one okay he the the, the thing of this he wants this money from this rich guy who is being sued, but is not being successfully sued by Dinah Lance? And Which is
1: another he, plot point that they didn't do a good job explaining. Right, he this this guy, generic
0: evil guy, is being sued by Dinah Lance because he did this terrible thing to all of these poor people,
1: and, and he's on Ollie's list for some reason as his dad right. told him So
0: Ollie goes and he 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 scares him and he she, he sends his bodyguards to the hospital with arrows sticking eight inches into their sternums. And he says, give me $40 million or I'm going to come and take it. And you won't like the way I take it. And so the guy's like, okay, whatever. And then he goes to his thing and he does this whole thing. And he, Ollie's at this party that is held right across the street from this whole deal. And he checks his phone and it says account balance zero, which tells you, okay, he's got to go kick some ass now. So then he does. Now he goes and he, he takes out the guy, all the guy's guards in a scene that was, Somewhat reminiscent from the hallway scene in Equilibrium, but not nearly as well done or made nearly made as much sense.
1: Also, the hallway scene in The Matrix. Right, also... right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's
0: reminiscent gauntlet, of that scene, um, and he he's fighting and he he does the guys and yada yada yada. And then the police come in and you think that he loses his mat or he loses his hood at one point in time, and then he escapes and you're left thinking. Uh, okay, so he accomplished nothing. How did he get what he was supposed to go after? Um, Not that you really think that in the moment because the action was, you know... Anyway, a little while later, you're like, wow, how did that happen? Like, it doesn't show what he's done. But in the end, it shows that, like, the guy, it it shows the bad guy in his office. He's like, how did he take $40 million? That's $40 million, find it! And then I think it cuts back, and it shows... (laughs) And this made me audibly groan. It shows one of the arrows was sticking into the wall and it had some sort of device on it, like on the middle, that had like little blinking LEDs on it as if it was some sort of hacker arrow <laughs> where yeah. he shot it into the wall. And I guess it pierced one of the wires and then it uploaded itself into the mainframe and other hacker terms. And it was supposed to be like a mainframe.
1: wireless... It was supposed to be like a wireless hacking thing. But he did it
0: on an. Right. Like a wireless hacking thing.
1: Yeah. Which you kind of go,
0: eh. I mean, which which, which they. Just showing the arrow with the thing with it blinking. My first thought is, did did nobody notice that? (laughs) Yeah, um, that was that was my problem with how that. What is that word exactly? That and
1: says, oh, it's blinking. It must be. It must have Bluetooth. <laughs> Let's leave this here.
0: I mean, I was that, and that was essentially that's the, that's the conclusion to the whole episode. That's how he, he does what he set out to do, was to and but then he has to do this big firefight to just sneak this. Essentially, what he did was sneak this device in, and steal the money from the guy. So. Uh, that was another thing that made me just audibly groan and put my and
1: my my face in my hands at the same time you could say well joss whedon already did the the other version of the hacker arrow with uh hawkeye on the shield bridge uh the helicarrier bridge remember where he shoots where he shoots the arrow and it hits the console and a bunch of spike prongs Pop out, and it spikes the computer system and shuts down like right. half of the. That, <laughs> if you really want to go with, wait, what? That well, was... I don't know.
0: That makes at least that makes a little, and I don't want to try to defend superhero action. They're both ridiculous. The two. That makes a little more sense though, and and hear me out. All he's trying to do is shut a system down. So, it, it makes sense that you could... It makes a little more logical sense that you could create something that... I mean, it's, it's almost like somebody punches in, you know, a, a thing to a computer and it just shuts it all down. That makes slightly more sense, at least to me, than shooting an arrow into the wall. I mean, it's like a wooden wall. He didn't even shoot it into a computer. It's like a wooden wall behind him with this big blinking thing on it and somehow it transfers untraceably 40 million dollars from this bank account to that bank account uh, at least it pa- at least the the arrow in the computer console passes the smell test in i would also point out a movie featuring a very large green guy who
1: can fall from 17,000 stories and the force they're both ridiculous at some point you have to admit. Okay, yeah, this little groan, but at the same time, we're still talking about, well, you know, having to suspend the disbelief in a, in a comic book world. Let me
0: put it to you. Let me let me put it this way then. The world of the Avengers is much more fantastical than the world of Arrow. Well, one willing is- to dis- I'm willing to suspend a lot more belief in the world of the Avengers, which has a Norse god and a gamma-radiated super being, than I am an arrow that's supposed to be kind of gritty realism. If the Punisher did the same thing, I would have a problem with it. Because people aren't flying around in the Punisher. They're, you know, riding in vans. So, not to defend it, because they are both pretty silly, but I would say Arrows is demonstrably a lot more silly uh, it was just so obvious. It was just it was the obviousness of the whole thing, which leaves me going, "Ah, oh,
1: really?" I so. think that I think the takeaway is, again, it falls back to what I had said previously about pilots. Yes, it, it it gets out there, and then by the time that they move on to the next episode, they will have either solved some of those issues, addressed in some way some of those issues, or just completely kept making the same mistakes that they've been right. making before. Decided
0: to live with it, decided that the people they want to watch the show don't give a yeah. shit, which and could then be that will And then this yeah. show just isn't for us, which is fine. But there yeah, are a of shows that are for me. Here Comes Honey Boo Boo, for instance. Oh, Lord, are, I'd say
1: this show's not for anyone. There are a lot of anybody. shows that are
0: for me. Um, but, I mean, I, this, that's coming from somebody who gets physically angry when someone's watching Toddlers and Tiaras in his home. Yes, um, that happens more yes. than than I would like to, that I would like to account. So anyway, Arrow, I, I realize there's been a lot of, in, there's been disagreement, but I would, to end my whole hate fest on Arrow off, because I'm somewhat well known for hating everything that's ever been. I say go watch it. I realize that I'm extremely picky and I like things to be very, log- I like things to be logical in the sense that of the war of the world at large. And some people have no problem suspending that. If you watched Small, I will. We had a conversation, a very brief conversation. I've avoided talking to Russell about Arrow this whole week <laughs> because I wanted this on the podcast. There, I will agree with something you posted on Facebook that if you like Smallville, if you like Smallville, if you like, um, what's the other show with the demon hunters? Supernatural. Supernatural, if you like Smallville, if you like Supernatural, you will likely like Arrow. I have a friend who loves uh, – Super- actually, I have two friends, specifically, who love Supernatural. They would both – I have a feeling like Arrow. Um, so if you like those shows, you'll definitely like Arrow. If you're more of a, hey, I like Green Arrow – you might have a problem with it, but I would like some, to mention this, however. I don't know if this was done on the podcast or not, but we mentioned uh, way – it was completely separate – but way back when New 52 first started, I said something about I should read New 52 Green Arrow. And I believe you said at the time, I don't you, think – That
1: you wouldn't like it because they made Ollie a lot younger, and also I think they got rid of the long-ass hair and the the Arrow Flint mustache, which I know – those are kind of two iconic comic book Ollie things.
0: Right. Uh, I've been reading it, and I don't hate it. So, surprise, surprise. Yeah, I really I, – I think it's pretty well done. There are moments that I don't love, uh, especially in the very beginning, uh, the very first few issues. There are, are moments that I don't love. But overall, I do like it. I am buying it, and I am reading it. So, See miracles can happen overall. Anyway, there is one thing that I def- that we definitely want to talk about before we're finished. I'm gonna let Russell set this up.
1: Uh, you're talking about the sound thing? Yes, the sound. Yeah, thing. there was a study done by I believe it's uh, Newcastle University. A uh, neurolog- neurologist there wanted to figure out why our brains react to you know horrible sounds the way that they do and what they got was you know it's one of those those studies and one of those setups that you think okay this is where you know university testing gets its really bad reputation from they got a bunch of volunteers to put headphones on and they played a series of sounds for them some soothing some not so soothing and they had them rate how unpleasant they were you know, from semi-soothing like a child's laughter or applause to absolutely god-awful like nails on a blackboard an angle grinder which if you've never worked around one of those like i have it's it's painful it is besides just being a bad noise it is a Painful noise. An angle happen.
0: grinder, if you've ever seen David Letterman, they would do I think it's when they do the intro to Stupid Human Tricks and there's the girl and she has like she's wearing some sort of metal thing on and she's shooting sparks off of herself with the thing. That's an angle grinder.
1: Yeah, it makes it
0: terribly high pitched squelching sort of noise. Right, right. Yeah. Which
1: actually plays into, you know, why our brains react that way, we'll get to it in a second. Right. The important thing that came out of this was a list of the most horrible sounds in the world these are the sounds who are rated the most which were rated the most awful according to the participants number 10 is an electric drill number 9 is a baby crying number 8 brakes on a cycle squealing so like a bicycle mm-hmm. you know when you hit those yeah. and they're not they're not really that yeah number 7 is the infamous angle grinder number 6 is a female scream number 5 nails on a blackboard Number four, a ruler on a bottle, which I imagine is – rulers had those metal edges at one point. Mm-hmm. I imagine that scraping that metal edge on the bottle because I don't think that smacking the wood on the side of the bottle no, would do anything. No, probably not. Uh, number three is chalk on a blackboard, actual chalk on a blackboard, mm-hmm. which thank god they replaced those with marker boards. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> number two is fork on a glass, which is actually what I thought number one would be because my my – worst has always been um silverware on plates scraping across plates now you're now you remember, a
0: fork on a glass are they talking about like scraping it against the glass or are they talking
1: yeah. about going ding 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 no 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 I, it's got to be it's got to be scraping because the agree. dinging no um, if you remember and I hate talking about Ace Ventura, but the second I Ace know, Ventura movie The, oh, the yes. second Ace Ventura movie, he's he's torturing a guy. Yes. Right? And he's and he starts torturing him by scraping the stuff across the plate. And as soon as that happened, my answer is like, ah, 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 tell him what he wants to know. Tell him what
0: he wants to know. You're, conf- you're like eight confessing to the TV. Yes, yes there's a Victorian yes. secret in my mattress, make it stop.
1: And so that's number two. Number one, the number one most horrible sound in the world, a knife on a bottle. Yeah. And the image on I'm actually uh, getting the list off Geekosystem, System, but I'd seen this study elsewhere. Uh, the knife, the the image that they're using is someone's holding like a butcher knife, and they've got it sc- ready to scrape across a wine bottle. Which, ugh, just thinking about it is, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So those are the worst sounds in the which world. Which means we have to have a list right? of the best sounds. Yes. At the same time, they rated sounds that were the least unpleasant. And the four sounds that made the top of that list were applause, a baby's laughter, thunder, like rolling thunder, and flowing water. So we decided to come up with a little experiment. We thought, gee, all of those sound, you know, kind of nice, soothing sounds. What would happen if we were to play them all at the same time? Putting all of the sounds together... Right. All of those four least unpleasant, you know, kind of soothing sounds. Would we perhaps get the best sound in the world? The
0: greatest sound? The sound that you would hear it and your brain would just go,
1: ah. <sighs> yeah. So we've put those together and we kind of we kind of want you to decide. I mean, I've already heard it. I have opinions. Uh, we kind of we, we wanted to play it for you as a service to our viewers. Again, this These is our listeners. These are the best or least unpleasant sounds as rated by the study done by newcastle university and published in medical journals
0: it is a baby crying baby laughing uh the up- applause a babbling brook and thunder here we go <laughs>
1: Okay. Yeah. I got up at five seconds. I swear, if, if anyone makes it past five seconds, you're... <laughs>
0: I mean, nobody's listening to the podcast anymore. I could come out of the closet and no one would know. Nobody's <laughs> is listening to the podcast now. They heard screaming
1: in terror. <laughs> ah, what is that? They just went to pit to hell. At five seconds, it sounds like an evil, psychotic baby antichrist is laughing at you know the 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 thunder torn skies as he's standing over his slain parents hoping to reanimate them as his minions it's that creepy really is so that that
0: just gives proof to the old adage that two wrongs don't make a right but two rights they definitely do make a wrong because it, it really is creepy. I put that together and I listened to it and my cat left the room. <laughs> she was She's listened to me play video games where there's gunshots and screams and she immediately walked out of the room. She was is like, that, nope, this noise, I'm out of <laughs> here. She to leave now. Don't know what that is, but I want no part of it. So yeah, that is the, the best sound in the world as voted on by uh, this scientific study.
1: Right. As an aside, the, the study basically found that all of those, because they had people's brains hooked up to, you know, scanners while they're doing this, they found that all of those unpleasant noises fell within the range of 2,000 to 5,000 hertz, and all of noises within that range triggered responses from the amygdala, the region of the brain responsible for regulating emotion and fear responses. So, for instance, fire alarms, those reside right in the middle at around 3,200 hertz, which is good. So That way you react to fire alarms, but you don't freak yes. out to fire alarms. Yeah, that's why, you know, people's brains react the way they do, they make their bodies react the way they do, yada yada yada. So yeah, now you know.
0: It is apparently no bra day today.
1: Well, I'm certainly taking part.
0: <laughs> uh, just... I, don't know what I, I popped on Twitter and uh, the first thing on my list was a tweet from uh, a Twitter called Sexy Fox, F-A-W-K-E-S, called Happy No Bra Day. Um, that could also just be their version of the weekend. Probably. <laughs> that's, that's likely, that's likely true. Oh, one yeah. thing we, we have to, we have to close up here in just a second. But one thing I wanted to mention is in just a few hours from this podcast will be the meltdown celebrity D and D 2013. Which is put on by a guy I wish was our good friend, Mr. Keith Baker, who is Hellcow, essentially. Although, well, not no, essentially, he is the Hellcow. He
1: is the Hellcow. The
0: creator of right. Eberron and one yeah. of the greatest
1: uh, writers ever visited upon a man. The guy who couch-surfed across the nation playing D&D in Eberron with people.
0: Which is possibly the coolest thing ever. And every time I hear that, I shed one single crystalline tear. Uh, and the sounding invitations for Baton Rouge and Fort Smith still on. Oh yeah, I have a really nice couch, ask Russell. Uh, so today is the Meltdown Celebrity D&D Classic. It's a D&D event in Los Angeles to raise money for children's literacy. Uh, there's a charity called Reach Out and Read, which focuses on very young children getting them into literacy earlier and earlier, which is, which is great. Three tables of players uh, will go through a module called Penance which was written by the aforementioned Hellcow Keith Baker, and there are ways you can help, so go and do this quickly. Uh, you can watch the games. They start at 1 p.m. Pacific time. That's noon, mountain, 1 central to eastern uh, today, so in just a little bit. And for a small donation to reach out and read, you can watch the live streams. These are three tables of D&D being played, DM'd by various industry, we'll call them industry celebrities. And they're being uh, played by celebrities. The celeb- Some of the celebrities that are in that are involved are Zach Smith, the guy behind Vornheim and I Hit It With My Axe. Javier Griot-Maroch, the creator of The Middleman, which is a television show. Uh, Jason Charles Miller, who is an actor and a voice actor. Uh, he He's done voices for World of Warcraft and a lot of different video games and um, a lot of other things. He's also the frontman for the band Godhead. Uh, David Nett, who does the web series Gold. Sandra the sex nerd Doherty from uh, Escapist, I think. Maybe not Escapist. Probably not Escapist. Forget I said Escapist. And Hot Rod <laughs> artist Coop um also adam levermore matthew mercer sax Carr. uh there's a full list i'm gonna link this on the podcast page go check it out you can also get the module that they play uh in any other games through the uh meltdown website and all of the proceeds from that go to reach out and read so that's a that's a good cause do that go try and buy um joe biden a trans am that goes to good causes we're we're just all over good causes today. That was not me collapsing uh, with joy. That was my uh, I have a small camera that fell onto my desk right then. So now you know what happens when I do the podcast. Uh, but that's also it. I
1: think we I, I would hope that they collect you know put the video of the streams up at a later time because I think we mangled those uh, I think we mangled those times it, it, if it, you want more details on it go to keith-baker.com yeah. and he'll have something on Meltdown Celebrity D&D 2013 so that will take you to all the linkage and we'll also link it on the podcast page.
0: Yep it'll uh, it'll be good so that is all the time we have for today as always you can check us out on Twitter which is where we did our VP debate live tweeting that's G I R podcast. Uh, we can also take in an email if you like that's podcast at gmail.com subscribe to us on iTunes so you never miss the podcast we do it usually Saturday Sunday sometimes Monday sometimes other times it just all depends on how we feel our music as always is out prop featuring at check them out on youhor.no I'm gonna leave you with the greatest sound in the world thanks for listening <laughs>
1: oh, <laughs> hey, no, no, no.